speaking to Kevin Hogan just before this, or is a one in 3,500 year event, a one in 3,500 year event for his area in Lismore. So it is it's beyond something that is naturally able to be planned for. This is um, monumentous, it's diluvian. I'm going over to Bellingen today and I'll be talking to state and local government representatives trying to see what we can do to... Barnaby, this whole one in 100, one in 1,000, one in 3,000 sounds to most people to be BS, to be quite frank. <laughs> This is cold. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. It's cold. Award knighthoods in the Order of Australia to Prince Philip. I will not be lectured about sexism and misogyny by this man. Hold the front page. Elbow likes a beer after work. I think he's completely out of touch with what the people of the country want. Prime Minister walking around with a lump of coal. He's a fossil with a baseball cap. Oh, g'day, Australia. Welcome to your one in 3,500 year <laughs> podcast. This is the only one. This is the best one in one one in 3,500 years. There was a better one before that, but this is the best one in this 3,500 year period. So in the middle of 7,000 years, this is the best. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's G'day Sausages. I'm Will Grant. I'm CJ Josh. And I'm Mike Willisy. For those new to the podcast, this is uh, uh, a cathartopod. Cathartopod being a technical term for we come together, talk about Australian politics, have a bit of a tear, have a bit of a chuckle, and a uh, it's pronounced tear. Sure, sure. that as well. I, f- I feel myself tearing a lot of things when we do these episodes. <laughs> how are you both emotionally then? If you if, oh. if you were <laughs> oh siege making faces, ah man, honestly, it got towards the end of the workday, and I was just like, you know what? That's it. I know it's a long weekend in Canberra, which is lovely, and I'm yeah. very much looking forward to it. It's not a Friday long weekend, though. Like we it's can't. not a Friday long weekend. Could be. Maybe it could be. Uh, I don't know. Sh- Does no the bush listen to this? I'm not sure. So, um, yeah, I was kind of like, no, I'm done. I am done. Stick a fork in me. I am done. Cooks. That is enough. Did the fork help? Nope. So, yeah, no, it's just too hard. There's just too many things, and there's too much stupid there is just way too much massive incompetence and stupid. You are going to look back on this week and think, how good was it when there was only that much stupid? I know. And, do you know, that's the frightening thing is we have said this so many times and yet it continues. i got to say, i got to say, I don't know if you've noticed. I don't know if you've noticed, but there, there is an election coming sometime soon. And, Not uh, easy, to, easy to miss. And, and there is a combination of both stupid and will do frickin' anything he can to remain in a certain place. And I feel like the band-aids, the shorts, the Hawaiian shirts, everything is going to come off in oh. in the next eight weeks. It's going to be on like Donkey Kong assaulting a sheep in the barnyard. It's off. Did you see that? I, I caught it literally across my Twitter feed about 15 minutes before we pushed <laughs> the go button. Um, Morrison with one of those big weird mop broom things that you clean up stadium floors with like basketball courts. And the photo not only captured him doing that for some inexplicable reason, but two photographers trying to get better shots of it as well. Yep. If you're talking about the Band-Aid coming off, it's like it's it's inexplicable. And those poor people, their souls, you could feel their souls just dissolving. I was going to be an artist. I was going to be a photographer. I was going to be a hard-hitting journal. I was going to get a, a Walkley, a Pulitzer, and I'm doing this. It's just... Okay. Well, <sighs> let's dive in then with the big topic of the week because, uh, as Barnaby said... It's been some big floods. It's been a rain bomb up and down the East Coast. Uh, we've had 
Deluvian. Deluvian, yeah. yeah. Um, I only know of anti- anti- anti-deluvian. Uh, Sorry, what was that, Will? Yeah. No, you're not Will. You're right. Anti-Diluvian. Um, before uh-huh. the Diluvians. Oh, anti-biblical. Anti-biblical. Um, oh, no, but uh, there has been huge amounts of rain. Uh, we've had rain bombs that I saw a chart today showing um, Is it, it has, Sydney has had nearly all of its annual rainfall already. Mm. Yes. Um, uh, Brisbane as well. Uh, huge, huge amounts. And we've, well, you we've, saw the shots, right? You saw the shots of the M5 tunnel? I did. Underwater, oh, and there was like a, a jury-rigged Zodiac going through. I saw the rock dragging Sylvester Stallone's body straight through to save people from the M5 tunnel. It was, I got to say, it disaster zone. You know how your fear is being uh, buried alive? Um, I'm, not, look, my, I'm, not, I'm not great on it. And my yeah. fear is normally spontaneous human combustion. I actually think I actually think uh, inside a tunnel, under the, under the Sydney Harbour or something like that, as it oh, fills with water. As it fills with water. Slowly I'd, drowning I'd, and you can't yeah. see the sky. Uh, I thought your thing was sharks. Oh, no, that's a love-hate relationship. Like, that's oh, a, okay. <laughs> like, so we're only up to, like, day 69 of the year, and this is where we're at. Nice. There were cars floating on the Roseville Bridge. The cars were floating on the bridge. Yeah. Manly Dam burst its boobs or whatever you call it. I don't know the technical term. I'm not an engineer, but they're not supposed to do that. No, it's not a good thing. It's and, wrong. But, and we, we started off, you were, you were talking about the Prime Minister and some photo opportunities. Mm. And he has just, and speaking of the election and things, he's just gone into full propaganda mode because yep. they've just dispensed with the fact of, well, we won't have news services covering any of this. Uh, I've got my own photographer and I've got my own film crew. Media, you won't cover me when I go to Lismore and, you know, supposedly talk to people. And when he was asked about it, it was like, oh, out of privacy for the people and it was like well that's a new one because you're pretty happy to go up to people and grab their arms and make them make them shake hands with you before and there's a chicken shit fuck face who's too afraid because there were some protesters like what if they talk at me and i and have to say something and these asshole. are people who've lost everything they've got like they've got nothing to throw at him He'd what if safe. i'm seen looking incompetent and forcing people to shake my hand again look uh, again but, but, but yeah. privacy i mean i'm sure uh people could make make it known to a journalist no i don't want to be on camera but i'm sure yeah. there are plenty of people that would be very happy to have a journalist there and this is bullshit this is some bullshit but it's, but right, it's, it's peak propaganda now it's propaganda That's yeah, it's peak propaganda. propaganda we'll only use not the state media or even we'll use my media my two interns and some other guy it's just and, and what would be really nice is if media organisations, news directors, editors, etc., said, no, we're not going to run it. We're not going to use those photos. We're not going to use that no. footage because it's not as if there's not enough um, photos around to tell the story, enough footage around to tell the story. You don't need to actually see the Prime Minister in situ doing it. So I always remember when I was working in newsroom and um, some they were bringing out a new model car or something and um, I was, I was sending out, it was, it was when companies just sort of almost first started to send out videos of they'd already do the package for you and all you could do is put your supers over the top and the voice over the top and mm. everyone would yeah. run it and it was just to make it nice and easy and that. And this new strategy just went absolutely freaking ballistic. There were things being thrown. It was like, that's never getting on our screen. No, 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 no. And because none of those people are around anymore. Oh, like they're, they're just, dead. It's, it's just too. They died of perfectionism. 
Well, kind of died of perfectionism, but also, um, you know, newsrooms are pared down. People have got a lot of pressure for content. They'll just grab anything that will, or they don't think. And well, look, I remember, Siege, yeah. I'm just just gonna I'm just gonna run with your affirmation there. And uh, at the um, Good Day Sausages newsroom, we will not be running any of those photos. Any photo no, that Scott Morrison just provides through his propaganda arm, bullshit. Not not coming nope. through us. Not running it. No. Nope. If, if he had something worth photographing, like like. Run at least would, you know, take his shirt off, squeeze the nipples, grab a sandbag and wade through the water. He, he, he didn't. He didn't. He would have, though, if he was Prime Minister. Abbott would have basically dived into the water nude, picked up buildings and gotten them out of the way. Morrison sweeps the floor at a gym and then speaks to a small room of safe people. All of those things are necessary in a disaster cleanup. Don't be. Don't, don't you? Don't, don't be you all, stick up for that man? No, don't be all masculinity issues that you've got you to help with your shirt off. This is, this is ridiculous. No, that's not masculinity. That's just fair. But it's it's also that just because politicians open opens their mouth doesn't mean you have to cover what they say. I mean, sometimes yes, you do, but other times it's you're better off just to go shut the fuck up. What do you reckon about his uh, delaying the emergency declaration uh, until he could be involved in it? Oh, good call. Yeah, smart. (laughs) All I hear very unclear as to where is when is a national. Emergency, a national emergency, or when it is an is it a New South Wales um, government held seat emergency? As soon as a water molecule dribbles across the Queensland New South Wales border, I'm calling national. But I heard somewhere, and I probably got this wrong, that he had to ask he has to ask the governor general or something outrageous. Have I got oh, that right? No, no, no. There, there was, was a thing about? of of like the states have to request assistance, but it's not. You know, there was those stories going around and, and they were saying, oh, well, New South Wales haven't actually asked for any assistance, so there isn't any assistance provided. No, this was, this was actually s- claiming stuff. that Morrison couldn't declare a national emergency unless the Queen's representative said it was okay. Well, like, that's not hard to do. Yeah, the Queen's representative does what he's told, so... Yeah. By the Queen? Well, no. But it's, but it's also just the idea of, that again, 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 we have to go and get the ADF to come out and Eventually. do this because nobody's responsible. Like, oh, there's these army people. Let's get them. They're not doing anything for now. Well, they are now. I, I like um, Anna, Anastasia Palosruz. She says at one point in a press conference, look, look let's face it, 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 it's climate change. And Morrison's response is like, oh, yeah, yeah, but look, yeah, we've got policies in place and stuff, but look, what we have to do right now is deal with the practical issues of the here and now. Oh, I've got that down. Like, I've just fuck off, fuck off. No, no, no. It's, 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 can we just talk a little bit about the government formula? Yes. And a couple of little notes just of – and the thing is that it's starting to be that you, the pattern is, is, is so clear now mm. that it, it's You mean it's the Morrison like, government oh, formula? This is how they yeah, do it? Yeah, the Morrison government formula, which is um, this is no time to look back. You know, we've yeah, got to no. move forward. Um, there's no. This is no time for uh, making politics out of this terrible situation. Uh, we, we. This is not the time to point the finger. Um, so then, if you say something about, well, how come the, um, you know, defence force wasn't there earlier? I will not stand for any criticism of this defence force. Mm. No one was criticising the defence force. People were asking questions about why you hadn't done something, Um, and then there's they're really good. Is that gaslighting? Is it gaslighting? I think I think it is because you do. Well, I I do seem to wonder about. Well, did that happen or didn't that happen? Yeah, totally. It's such a good shift. It's it's a shift (laughs) where you think, oh no, no, we were blaming you, but oh, did I accidentally blame the defence force? No, but yeah, 
I just, do you honestly have that experience? Because I don't. Every time I hear that, I just, the, the one thing I do applaud is their ability to seamlessly click that mode on. Like yeah. watching Dutton do that, I won't I won't cop any, you know, criticism of the Defence Force. It's like, dude, that was amazing. You didn't miss a beat. You were yeah. straight onto the one thing. For that, I'm very impressed. They are they are on message or at least on tactic like I've never well, it's seen. It's on tactic because the other tactic is uh, particularly on radio, and I noticed it because I listen to a lot of Radio National in the morning, um, is talking at the clock. Uh, like you know no. that they're going to have to do a 20-second intro before they hit the news or something like that, and they just keep talking and talk it out to the clock, and it's it's really bad. And yeah, and then, mm. then if a journalist comes in and says, oh, "I'd just like to stop you there," you know, we're you know we're going to crash into the news or whatever. Oh, you you know, and then all the oh, bias, you cut them off, you know. Um, it's it's an, it's more about tactics than it is about content, and we know that. So I did like um, so Koshi again the Today Show, uh, not the Today Show. This was this is Sunrise uh, yeah. taking it up to Dutton on the Defence Force. Uh, why did it take so long? God help us if we actually go to a war. Uh, that's that's again where Dutton said I'll not take criticism of the ADF. But also <laughs> Peter Dutton in this point has has said um, Australians should look at the positives of the help being provided to the devastated communities, which, which I, I love. I love. And, it's and, genius. And aside genius. from us in, in Safo land, um, think, yeah, think, of, think of the poor people in Lismore and thereabouts uh, being told to look at the positives of the, of the help that they have been given. I, I, I feel like that would make me furious. I, I don't know. I don't, this I don't is down to Morrison like, saying, you know, in, in any other place in the world, women doing this outside Parliament would be getting shot. Oh, totally. Yeah, it the is. upside. It is. Well, we, the upside, it, we could shoot you. We, we, but we don't. Yes, but we like, don't, and we haven't, and we won't probably at all. But wasn't it that they decided that people who lived in Lismore and it's all been flooded out, oh, well, we're going to waive stamp duty on the houses in if you move to another area. Oh, Thanks. good, I'll just do that with the extra million bucks I've got of cash. Um, yeah. Well, it, they're, they're talking biggest insurance my- claim in history, like in the, in the country's history. There's 60,000 claims I saw have already gone in. God. They're basically going to blow up the insurance industry at this rate. It's um, it's well, there's places that can't get insurance anymore, either as well because of the bushfires yep. or because of the floods. I feel we should tell the listeners that we've had to go to a Zoom mode this week because it's a little. There's a little bit oh, of I, delay. I, I had like, a, well, and I had a potential, you know, potential symptoms, but uh, yeah, you did, darling. Yeah, didn't yeah. It's just a little um, sniffle. Just just on that um, uh, places that are uninsured. It was interesting, mm. Shane Stone, uh, the disaster relief. Oh, well-known uh, helper. Well-known helper, well-known <laughs> helper, diving in and, and blaming people for, for where they live. Uh, it's like, whoa. Yeah, I well, I mean, you know, he's right. Don't live where there could be trouble, idiots. Mm, mm. Yeah. Oh, well, you don't know anymore where it could all be. All of the world. Everywhere. Just it's absolutely everywhere. The disaster payments that are coming are like, um, you know, a thousand dollars for an adult and a couple hundred dollars. I think there you go. Get some diaries and a it's six kind of like, well, it, it, yes, in one mm. way, okay, it's better than nothing. But also, where are you going to spend it? The entire town is gone. I think it's about this better, better than nothing thing, and I think you know the job of the job I, of the government is not to be better to, than nothing. It's to step in and actually solve the problem. And yeah. well, also support you know promoting GoFundMe pages right. instead of actually being the fucking government and doing your job, um, which is what Dutton was doing. Yeah, Look, yeah. we're back to what what happened to having a shame gland. How how are you not appalled with yourself for behaving this way? And I know I've asked it. You've we've all asked it, but it still mm, breaks my understand. brain that there is no shame in this behaviour. The thing, thing that gets me as well is that. Um, 
I, I don't know if we're in angrier times. I, I think that would be worth investigating. You know, there's those people that study like sentiment on Twitter, um, mm. like on the mass scale. They look at trillions of tweets yeah. and shit like that over the years. And they said that, you know, they could look at America and it definitely got angrier and angrier through the Trump presidency and stuff like mm. that. Um, and But I'd love to know, like compared with the 1980s or the 1950s or, or whatever, you know, mm. are we in an angrier moment? But... I think that there are so many of these moments where people around Australia, you know, it's the bushfires, it's the rat response, it's Omicron, it's it's vaccines, and people are like furious. And I don't know if that translates into election changes or anything like that, but I mm. don't people feel that people were as furious at different governments at different times. I, I, well, I don't know if that's that's the case. I, mean, I people feel that way too, but, I, don't, against, but I feel like we haven't, we've got to also recognise that we see more people's emotions spewed around more easily than we used to. But it feels that way, but maybe it always feels that way in the middle of it. Uh, maybe it does. I don't maybe know. Does. There were different places that you get the vibe, I suppose. I mean, you could uh, – I grew up in a pub um, and the, there was a, there full would vibe. be a vibe oh, around the bar. After, you know, after work, uh, you know, the – you know, five thirty, whatever, and so and so would always, you know, Jono always stood in that spot, and so on. You know, Brownie came Slugger. in, he stood there. Yeah, it was all that kind of Captain stuff. Stance. But, Captain Ding Dong. But it was all. <laughs> but there were there, there would be a feeling about um, what was going on. Like yeah. if it was, you know, if there was, if the ashes were on, there'd be that kind of feeling. If there was. Um, but if there was a, a you know a political election or something like that, there would be more earnest talk, you yeah, know. Okay. So, I, I mean, look, look, let's put this in perspective. This is from you know a young teenage girl trying to understand the world in that space. But it definitely. Um, so where were, were you physically? Were you, were you like in the ba- um, the banisters, sort of sneaking around the stairs, poking your head around? I was working behind the bar, darling. Yeah, there you go, right here. <laughs> um, but it was. Uh, Did you responsible service of alcohol? Uh, oh God, no. <laughs> I was 12. <laughs> I shouldn't have even been in the place, let alone serving. But anyway, that's a whole that, – that's a series that's a different podcast, that one. Um, but it, it was – yeah, I'm, I'm just saying I think there were different places where the sentiment of the population could be gauged and it may have been at the school gate picking up the kids. It may be yep. supermarkets. It may different places where people congregated and had conversations where – um, maybe it doesn't happen so much now because every well, every kid gets dropped off in a car. Um, mm. People get their groceries delivered. Uh, you don't. The oh. pubs are quite different, and now we've got Twitter and and that sort of thing. So it's, it's the same reason why I defend social media. In is that yeah. we've always had these places where um, dickheads prevailed, but you didn't have to hang out with them. I th- <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure different, but I don't doubt there are. There's. People want to talk and people want to feel the vibe of other people. People love to not, – not only – people love to listen. They're like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'd like to see what's going on. And I, yeah. I don't doubt um, – you know, it, definitely the picking up at school gate. There's there's people around. There's lots of people there. You're always having I, a chat. No, I, like, I like what you said about feeling the vibe of other people. Can we unpack that a little? No, because you, you're in a very funny mood tonight and you're going to have to go to bed early. Always, when you said feel the vibe, I always, I always remember we were um, in the UK at some time. And it had been it had been a shit house, uh, shit house winter, and a shit house spring, 
at a shit house first half of summer. There was no, it was, it, it was, it was dog cold you, the you, whole time. You were in England, you're saying? Uh, and, I, yeah, I know, I know. I know. And look, I, I did come from Queensland, so maybe, oh, yeah, maybe true. they were saying this is, this is quite nice, quite nice. Uh, but, but there was a day, and it was finally hot and sunny, and my god, the pubs were overflowing with people that just looked like this is glorious. <laughs> and and I know that that's a vibe that's directly weather, but of course that you know, yeah. Communities get vibes. But I do wonder, you know, going back to, you know, Australian politics, I do wonder that people are picking up the anger. Maybe we want to pick it up. Maybe we want to pick it up. But but we are not suffering through the floods in Lismore. And I know yeah. a lot of people in Sydney, you know, suffered all the rain. I mean, by we, I mean the three of us here, not you, listener. I don't know where you are. But what I mean well, is hope you're people, okay. people are ready to pick up the vibe of people in more distant locations. And I'm feeling there is a lot more just, just, just do something properly. I think it's just one thing on top of another. It, it, it's the yeah. building incompetence and yes. demonstration thereof, which you have spoken of many times, Will, of this government, and it's just getting to a ridiculous level. And, it's and compound incompetence. It's like compound, compound interest, interest only. It just keeps growing and growing and growing. It's perfect. There was a nice. There was a nice picture, and and I, I think there are so many examples of this. It's uh, it was um, it was photoshopped, obviously, but but a shitty photoshop. So it's just for fun. Um, <laughs> uh, was it an ADF boat or an SES boat in oh, the SES boat in in the flood? And there's there's Scott Morrison out the front with a uh, um, with his ukulele. ukulele. <laughs> it's just like there's, there's just so many ways that ring true about you not yeah. actually doing it. Whereas whereas. Flip it around and put Tony Abbott there, and it, and as you said before, he's right up yeah. the prow of the boat with a yeah. bloody with a bloody harpoon. Ready. He's towing the boat behind him. There's a strap on his back, and he's freaking swimming in through the flood waters. That's, and, and that's our tones. You know, tones had a lot of problems. Not not loving tones, but being out the front of a disaster. He he dreamt of that as his. Uh, that's his yeah. reason for being a prime minister. He's sad now because he he maybe he's like oh, I could have been a war PM. Maybe there was an opportunity to be a war PM, and he's going to miss don't it. Want to see that. Uh, both, and then the other thing, the the government's sort of like mis- skipping its responsibilities. We were talking about and the GoFundMe's and mm. um, local communities uh, in, around the Lismore floods, were were people were raising money for them to hire privately hire helicopters yeah. to what? deliver supplies. What? And uh, so they got they raised twenty four thousand dollars in a couple of days, which is good because they got what's that eight minutes of a helicopter done? though? I, I mean, they're not cheap. I'm sure, but you know, I don't know. That um, is but also, up. The they're trying thing, to raise their own money to get a helicopter yeah. to bring them food. And also, like Mick Fanning, uh, surfer, mm. and Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth, um, he, uh, they were donated money as as well. So it was. It's sort of like we're looking at at, at um, community funding. At, at, raising initiatives and celebrities to do the role that government should at the bare minimum play. Mm. This is this freaking neoliberal, super um, super conservative, you know, there is an evangelical bit of this where yeah. where their, their belief that government should just get out of the way and, and it should all be philanthropy. Now, I'm not knocking communities coming together and communities uh, stepping in to solve things. I believe there's a role for government here because government has a much better capacity to marshal helicopters than the mm. GoFundMe page. This is ridiculous. Also, yeah. in terms of community funding, I, I think there already is a source. I'm just trying to remember what it's called. Tax? Tax. 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 I think that's kind of like community funding, but I no, might no, be stretching no. it No, here, you nice. silly Billy. That goes into a big, big war chest for an election. That's uh, uh, see, that's how naive I am. Mm, okay. So, speaking of election, um, let's pivot to where's the sub base gonna go? <gasps> Not Adelaide. Not Adelaide. 
so pissed off about that. Oh, you wanted you wanted the sub base down and out. So nu- we're getting some nuclear subs, obviously. Yeah. Uh, back when AUKUS was announced six months ago, and with that, we will need a new sub base to put our nuclear subs um, because they'll be need all sorts of you know, not only ours nuclear and yeah, 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 Americans and, and UK ones. Uh, question from the front. I have a question. Yes. Um, how are we going to power the submarines? Nuclear. Yeah, but where where do we get that? Uranium. You get uranium and you no, put uranium like, in it. Don't you have to do? Did you just you got to enrich it. You got to enrich it. You got to so spin it around. So you put yeah, it in I like know, a know, billy I, can I and you spin that. it. Oh, sorry. I understand that process, but like, where? How? So, where is so that that is, I, I believe, not yet decided. This, and and there there are some there are some models where. Uh, people say we're getting like plug and play reactors. Like you, you get the whole, you get the whole friggin' reactor, and and it's all sealed up, and it's in yep. it's in like a little box that's got you know, and it's got those screws. It's got an Allen key. No, no, no. It doesn't have an Allen key. It's got those screws that that you can't undo because they're proprietary. And um, oh, it's an Apple screwdriver sort of thing. Where yeah, you, yeah. You need titanium and, and, and a, we, a different piece of brain. And if we buy it from the UK or buy it from the US, then we we get the submarine package, and they give us like modular giant battery uh, reactors. We which is some bullshit because you know the idea yeah. of the the idea of okay you, the idea of buying a car and and you can't look under the hood you can't look you can't put any more fuel in you can't do anything is just like so I'm just the driver here and I'm paying for all the, it's so it's nuts. so the right to repair not so strong in this but see the thing is um, well we don't we don't have uh, a nuclear industry we have one nuclear reactor and we have uh, it's a research reactor and mm. we don't have enough to sustain. Um, what is required here, and we don't have the technical capacity. So th- there's a big question about how this will actually work. And so that, it's that- okay because they're going to be in Brisbane, Newcastle, or Port Kembla. They'll just put in facility. No, but that that study that that Navy study that that named those three locations that wasn't that was just on conventional submarines. That wasn't. Oh, on, is that right? Holy yeah, shit. wasn't on the <laughs> nuclear submarines, and and even that had problems because like oh, Brisbane God. prone to flooding, um, Newcastle where you're going to put your submarine when you've got all the coal boats happening. I think flooding's um, okay for a submarine. Not for the base. Not for the base. Not the base. It isn't. Aren't they underwater too? I don't understand how this works. I know, you know. Haven't you watched television? Wasn't wasn't there a thing that that there were there were a bunch of locations uh, recommended by the navy, um, and the government said no, none of them. We want uh, we want these three. So yeah, Wollongong. George George Christensen asked for Alice Springs, but apparently that was knocked back. But do you reckon? Well, do you, the, sorry, Karen. Do you reckon this is a favourable thing? Like, if you were, um, I get that there's jobs associated, but you become far more explicitly a nuclear target uh, than uh, than otherwise. And and uh, yeah. I know, I know. Say Townsville and Darwin are living with that over their heads already. You know, they're big, they're big mm-hmm. defence towns already. But uh, putting a nuclear sub base in there, it, it's. I feel a but bit this of is, risk. This is another part of that, that neoliberal pivot, you know, that you, when you say there's there's jobs associated with it, you know, if you say you're against that, I'll say you're against employment, mm. you're against jobs too. Like, the, the, it all plays into it deliciously. At least Dutch is going to fast track our new subs. Oh, yeah, by 2040. 20 what? No, before. How, does, how, how is he fast tracking? I mean, what is the thing what he's gonna that he's going to do is make them happen more, more quickly. So he's going to get them earlier and before the date they said it would be earlier that's that's the plan as i think those are the details he released so, on television. so we haven't even picked we haven't even got a, a, a we haven't got no. a procedure for picking if we're going for the the uk or the us yet and yet it, it, he's he's oh no it'll be faster 
On he, talked about, he talked about that too. Like he, was, he was being harassed about, you know, um, so how long is it going to take, you know, which, when are you going to choose which boat? So no, we've always said 18 months, always going to be 18 months. And look, we're very close to that. Next few months, it's going to be fine. But look, we, we don't want to do it before the election because um, it's not an election issue. We don't want to make it an election issue. It's too important for that. And frankly, that's people making mischief because heaven forfend they would make anything political, something so important. Oh my God. So, you know, what he's doing is being a decent man. Uh, even though, I mean, surely it's, it, they're picking America. Like basically, you look at the, you look at the two dance partners and you go, "Who's going to be more pissed off if I say no to them, Boris and, or Joe?" And, and exactly, and America is like, "Sorry, buddy, this is this this comes to us. We're the boss of the empire. You buy from us. You don't buy from the junior partner in the empire." Like, uh, uh, oh, okay, <laughs> anyone anyone in listener land who think I will take a lot of a bet that we will go with America. If you reckon we're going to go with the UK subs, then let's let's put some, I don't know. Will, will will clean your undies for a month if he's wrong. Yes. <laughs> By hand. Oh. No, it's just, it does, it does not make any sense. I don't understand it and I, I want it to, I want it to stop because it, it, they, it's, it's such toys for boys stuff and it drives me nuts. We don't need it. Don't need no. It. All right. Toys That's because you're against natural security and you hate our troops. Toys for boys. Correct. What, what do we have this week? International Not Men's Day. International. Oh, no, yeah, Women's look, a number of ways you could look at it. International Women's Day. I to, My approach to International Women's Day this year was one of reflection of yeah, that's good, did some things, that was good, I feel like I've contributed, did it, encouraged the younger women in my life because God knows I am so tired of being angry about so many other things that I just went with the celebrations. But Siege, can I ask, didn't you, didn't you take comfort in the, the moving speech that Scott Morrison gave about it on International Women's Day? I, I deliberately did not listen to any news on International Women's Day. So my understanding is he didn't comment at all on the okay. day. I may well, be that's wrong. Probably smart. Probably smart. I went to the inaugural um, Susan Ryan oration given by Samantha Maiden and it was very good and it was very interesting in the – because like Susan Ryan, former um, ALP Minister for, for stuff, Minister for the Status of Women, all sorts of Sex Discrimination Act, all a thousand things, a thousand things, right? Uh, very, but a very savvy operator in mm. terms of okay, I want to get this through. I'm, I'm only going to get seventy five percent of it. I'll take that for now. I will build on that. She's she's just seemed like a really good operator. Um, but having Samantha Maiden talk about her um, Susan Ryan's life and what she had achieved and then bringing it around to today's political environment and, of course, um, Sam wrote the story on uh, Brittany Higgins <laughs> and just won the Gold Walkley Award for it and wore a stunning frock. And she um, tying all, all of those threads together was a very interesting and quite uh, thought-provoking piece for the evening. Um, but it... it and I, I was happy about that. I was happy to go to that and think about those things. And, and, and but oh my giddy out, there were some, there's some special moments in International Women's Day. You know, especially when you go, oh, oh, they've they've released the report on Alan Tudge. Oh, he's just going to sit on the back bench now, even though, you know, we're not sure about what really happened. But with that, and all the sly things about said about his former staff member and. Yeah. Like oh, no, he's been thoroughly harder. reprimanded and admonished. 
it, it, the, the anger, I think, and this gets back to what you're talking about, Will, I think there's there's also that underlying anger that women have at the moment and those spontaneous marches and the intergenerations that, that attend them and um, participate in, in ways that you kind of think, oh, well, surely I can, you know, hang up my... Hang up my apron for now and yeah. let it leave it to somebody else. And it's just like, no, no, we can't because there's just too much to do. Yeah. And thank you both for the flowers. They were lovely. Uh, you, you are <laughs> welcome. You are welcome. Welcome. You are welcome. Definitely. Look, think it was it was the least I could do, and I don't think I did it at all. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah, I, I, I kind of I kind of wonder in this, you know, that, that anger that is clearly there. You know, in a lot of the a lot of the surveys that we, you know, the polls that we see, uh, women are far more um, miffed at this government um, or far less likely to support it than men. I think there's a five percent gap or something like that. Typically, it's, typically it's something growing, like, yeah. and it's and it's bigger than most most that you see. Um, but there are still, you know, there's the. I keep citing this, the the story of the uh, the Mahjong Club. Have I have I told you guys this the story before? But um, uh, yes. you know, so you know, the, a club in in the sunshine and and some older women that are very conservative. You know, very oh, much. Oh yeah, yeah. Very. Oh, no, you haven't told me. Yeah, but very much. You know, this is this is an overheard story, but very much. Uh, Saying things about Brittany or um, Brittany Higgins, this or um, or about Grace Tame that are. An opinion that curls your toes. Just, you go, oh, mm. oh, you know. Yeah. Yep. They brought it on. One in five people in Australia, thanks to an Instagram post here by Julia Gillard, and intense trigger warning for this one. Uh, one in five people in Australia think women who say they were abused often make up or, or exaggerate claims of abuse or rape. The highest of any Western nation included in the survey. Three in ten men in Australia hold this view. I'm going to add, I, I bet it's a bit higher. Oh, my God. This is horrible. I bet, I bet it's higher than but, survey. But, but why is Australia the worst at this? Lucky country? No. No. Mm. Why, why, why are we, the, in, in, out of Western nations, yeah. the most How likely so to, to believe that uh, women are making up claims of abuse or rape? You know, normally I get an answer for everything, but that one kind of stumps me because it certainly flies in the face of how we like to see ourselves. That doesn't mean it's not true, but I just like it really heavily flies in the face of what we proclaim to the world about ourselves. But does it tie into the other thing that Australians are well known for, which is our alcoholism? Mm, possibly. And we're, we're um, that, that it, I oh know, cheers. And um, I, I'm just wondering if there's something there. I, I, I found that. I sent you guys that that screenshot, and because mm. I was just like pulling my eyes out, um, and and thank you for raising it, Will. I think that I don't know what to do about. I don't know what to do about it because I, the the men in, I'm very fortunate, and it shouldn't be that I'm very fortunate, but I don't have any of those. I don't think I have any of those men in my life. You know, um, it's it's just appalling. Uh, Are Australian uh, men self-serving? Yeah. No, we demand to be served. It's the uh, it's the old uh, bros before hoes, you know, kind of boof head, freaking football mentalities, and the glorification of all of that. And the more the thing that I one of the things that I like the most about um, women playing footy now is that it, it dilutes that a bit. It yeah. just Every time there are, you know, they, they, they've started saying, um, 
on sports reports, you know, men's football and women's football. Before it used to be football and women's football and now we're getting somewhere and I'm right. like, okay, we're getting, yep. you know, there's something else happening there and that kind of having grown up in that footy culture, um, pub, um, alcohol, all that kind of stuff, I can't say that I'm totally surprised, particularly given the proportion of the population now that it'd be in the boomer category, that three out of five is conservative, I'd say. Yeah, yeah look, I, I agree. But also, I mean, uh, taking your point about the football, I don't mean footy, I mean the yeah, actual sports the rest of the world play, like rugby. Um, they always have now on the men's that? football broadcast. I just can't help myself. It's because they stop us being New Zealand. you got to let it go one day, man. you got to let it go one day. Never going to what, what do you think they do? They what I like that they because because all the athletes go into AFL, it means they don't go into rugby, and we can't beat New Zealand. But my point really was it was actually a woman's point. The um the all the rugby broadcasts I see these days, there there is close to an equal um, balance of male and female commentators. commentators. Yeah, um, and and from the sidelines in the in the studios, etc. Which and and the weird thing for me is the first time I saw it, I went. Man, that really stands out. And then I thought, why does that really stand out? Oh, it's, it's never happened before. But now yeah. every time I watch a broadcast, it's it's extremely common. It's absolutely normal. So yeah. maybe that helps too. Or are there a whole bunch of men who are the three and five who look at that screen and go, oh, for fuck's sake. Well, they don't. I, look, where where are they broadcasting? I mean, I, I don't watch a lot of sports, so I'm kind of the wrong person for this. But it, it, the one show that, that I watch comes on Channel 2 on Sunday mornings after Insiders, The Offsiders, right? That's the sports show. And it's hosted by a woman, okay? It's a sports show hosted by a woman. They cover women's sports, men's sports. They don't even distinguish, like they just say, oh, in cricket, and then they just start talking, naming the names and the games and things yeah. like that. And it's kind of – it's the, the only bit of sport that I get. So, yeah, hopefully that spreads around a bit or maybe it is already out there. I don't know. I need to widen my circle of – Sports. I've been searching for a way to segue here because sport connects. But oh, before um, you do, before you do, I want to say one more thing on the lady thing, which is related. Yeah, so I can't help it because this, this snippet crossed my eyes this afternoon um, about allegations that have emerged about sexual abuse and harassment of teenage girls at the Pentecostal linked Esther Foundation. The Esther Foundation received more than $4 million in grants from Morrison before the 2019 election. And so there are major allegations emerging right now. Of, the government, yeah, you mean? Yeah, government money. Right. Um, so it, it just it's just more of the same. But I saw that one and I thought, I only saw that by accident. It was a small piece in, in one of the news sources I read and I thought, holy shit, that doesn't even make big headline anymore. It's irrelevant almost. Well, yeah. I mean, the Catholic Church has been getting millions for years and years and years. So no. Yeah, but, you know, he doesn't proclaim <laughs> to be Catholic. Oh, our, can, our we, can we just also touch on the snow medal, please? Yes. The, the snow medical oh, research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The snow medical research foundation, which is Melbourne University. This brought me joy. It was a say. pretty huge kick in trousers. It was kick in uh, the balls. This one. So yeah, it wasn't the balls too. That's true. Organisation that has over two years donated sixteen million dollars to the University of Melbourne, Solid and amount. they have with drawn that support because since um, 2018, no honorary doctorate has been awarded to a woman or someone of colour. And six middle-aged white men um, got them this year and they published a photo of, oh, look, we've given these honorary doctorates. <laughs> People went, yeah, fuck you, taking our money and we're going home. And I was just like, yeah, good on you because, like, unless she's – the, these things happen, it, unless there's a consequence, 
It's and, just and like, Melbourne Uni is is our our most august and fancy, and it is a big public slap, like to to it's a big bitch slap, isn't it? Oh, huge, huge. Uh, I imagine that there were there were some stern meetings in uh, the vice, <laughs> vice chancellor's <laughs> office after that. Yep. I bet oh, there were. God, it would be delicious to watch. And also, I think calling the middle age is being a little charitable. I'm thinking we're going to go with the upper middle age. Okay, upper middle age. Verging yeah. on elderly. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I'm bang on middle. But I'm, I'm the middle you, I was right going to say, are you middle age? Well, You're I'm middle lived to be 200, so I'm quarter age according to that. But okay. according to actual normal lifespan, I'm, I'm, I'm middle. But uh, Yeah, I, reject no, I just that. adjust I'm, everything according to my own age. And well, given... Given so, now that um, that uh, white men live to be 52, I think... Uh, what do you mean? I know 50. what you mean. Shane Warne. <gasps> God, warning. I know, right? I know, 52. Um, yeah. yeah. So young. Well, that's what a liquid diet will do. And Rod Marsh, come on. Rod Marsh died since we last broadcast as well. Yes, that's true. But this true. is like... Rod Marsh was a cricketer too, Siege. Yes, I know that. Well, Rod Marsh is the one that I know more about, really. Because he's from Adelaide. No, he's from Tasmania. Yet That's did. what I meant. Um, he, I can't no, tell it was him apart. It, 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 it's like when um, I think Will asked us the question when, when we were chatting, and it was you know, is this like Steve Irwin? And and in or maybe it wasn't Which you, that, but it was. I just remember Peter Brock died, and then Rocky. later, like the next day or later the same day, Steve Irwin got stung by the oh, stingray. Steve Irwin's and died. bigger. Yeah, and and Brocky. Yeah, and, and sorry gone. though. I mean, of of all of the deaths, you get into Valhalla for being stung by a stingray while on the job. Like, I mean, not on that job, not but, on that job, but no. but on on the day job, stung not by really a stingray. You know, yeah. that you are uh, no. That is that you get <laughs> into Valhalla. I, I found for that, out so. the way we found out about um, Steve Irwin. So we're in, me and my are wife we, are from we, Singapore. Are we, have we dropped Shane Warne straight away to talk oh, about? No, no, Steve no. We'll <laughs> come back. Sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I just, I just love so we're, we're in Singapore. Most professional. Most professional no, no, no. podcast. Say it the, out loud, I've got the weirdest set up. Don't, don't draw attention to the mistakes, otherwise I'll start making them deliberately. <laughs> so we're in Singapore. We catch a cab. We get in the cab. The guy goes, hey, where are you guys from? We said, oh, I'm from Australia. And he goes, are you all right? So of course we're all right. We love it here. You know, the food's great. The weather's good. You know? <laughs> just, no, but, you know, because we just heard. I'm like, I, I don't know what you heard. And then he described in vivid detail the whole Steve Irwin thing to us. And I thought, ah. That's bad, but I mean, really, I don't have a strong connection. I feel, I kind of feel guilty for not caring that much. You don't War- have a warning story, different. is that what you're saying? Sorry? You don't have a warning association? Oh, so with Steve Warren, I mean, what's his name? Shane Oh, my Irwin. God. Same thing, only <laughs> nothing like it. It would have been better without the mic hit. I tell you, man, I could have been a star. I could have been somebody. So apparently he wasn't into drugs or alcohol. He doesn't smoke much anymore. And he'd he'd been on a liquid diet. No, not the traditional Australian liquid diet for two weeks. So he should have been well. Anyway. Did you see see what Scott Morrison did though? Like, like Shane oh, Warne is, is obviously not even in the ground because he's not yet, but, you know, you know, mm. 10 minutes dead. And Scott's like, oh, yeah, he had a great conversation with him a couple of weeks ago about oh, saying, God, yeah. saying how well you're doing, Scott. You're doing, you're doing. It's like, <laughs> just. The guy just, can't defend himself. It, and, 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 and it was like when Trump said, oh, yeah, after the 9-11, oh, now I've got the tallest building in New York. Fuck me. That's what it was. It was just like. It was just like that. I don't. I don't like that. I don't like that. You're um, against no. it. I, I am against it. Um, you're a sensitive solo. That's why we have you here. You're you're our sensitive side. Okay. Uh, but the one thing that people do know about Shane Warne is his role on Kath and Kim. Like, even if you've never followed, hilarious. Oh, he passed Magda. 
impersonator. What is it, Wayne the Shane Warne impersonator? Wayne That's genius. the Shane Warne impersonator. And can you, can you imagine, though, giving him the script? He would be on that, like, white on rice. He'd be like, this is so good. This is so good, yeah. And, like, anyone who's prepared to go, like, totally be themselves, take the piss out of themselves, um, be incredibly good. I, I, I must have watched that, you know, when he got the 700th wicket, and he, he bowled that crazy, crazy ass ball that you just go, how did that get to the wicket past that batsman? Like, I've got no idea. Like, everyone on the field was just like, how the fuck did that happen? And I must have watched it about five times the other day, going, I still don't understand how there was, that ball there was moved a, there that was way. There was a great late show <laughs> bit. Um, it wouldn't have been long after Shane Warne bowled that, you know, bowl of the century, um, going around uh, Graham Gooch's legs or something like that. And and the late show bit was all about <laughs> Graham Gooch. He, he comes off, and you can just see him just going fuck. And and they said, that, and it was it was a competition. They can't can't get the sound. What does he say here? <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous, I think, was what he said. Fabulous. But, but also I really liked um, Eddie Eddie Perfect, who is a very, very, very clever Australian um, songwriter, musical writer, fucking genius, I reckon, anyway. Um, he, he wrote Warney the Musical and Warney didn't want to have anything to do with it because he thought it was a piss take. But it wasn't. It was, it was you encapsulate so many different things and the way you bounce back in that. And um, I saw one of the very early shows of it and it was fantastic. And, and it, it, anyway, when it finally, um, when it opened and everything, and he came and Warney went and he came out and took a bow at the end <laughs> on stage and you just go, of course you did, champ. Of course you did. That's awesome. <laughs> so, You're all here yeah. for me. All right. Um, let's go. Let's go back to some politics. I, 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 here's a tiny little story. Here's a here's a funny little one. This this cracked me up. So um, I don't know if you guys know much about the electrical trades union. Um, Look, a deep, intimate knowledge. I'll fact check you as you go. Okay. Australian uranium in Ukraine could be seized and used to fuel Russian nuclear weapons, the Electrical Trades Union has warned Prime Minister Scott Morrison. News.com.au reports the, the Electrical Trades Union sent Scott Morrison an open letter this week urging the government to create a plan to remove the nuclear material from Ukraine... <laughs> from Ukraine, saying it could be catastrophic if Russia gets its hands on it. Now, I just, I, I just, just, just a little bit of history here. Just a little. There, there's a lot of nuclear weapons in the world. Mm-hmm. Russia has probably fifty percent of them. I, mm-hmm. I, I think. I think the idea of Russia getting some more Australian uranium not going to change the tide on this. No, war. mate, that could tip it over. Because, <laughs> because Australian uranium, that stuff, oh, that goes off. I just and as we know, we, we stamp it with a, with a little kangaroo and a sheep dag so you can tell which uranium it is as well. How good would that be? I wish that was true. I just, I like, why write the letter? What are you, what are you doing? Do you, I mean, Scott Morrison is dumb enough as it is, but being encouraged to go and protect Australian uranium that's in Ukraine from the Russians getting it to make more Russian bomb. Like, if it would divert attention from some the next fiasco at home, I wouldn't put it past him to at least bring it up. Yeah. Well, don't you support our electricians? <laughs> I support our electricians. Love, love your work. I, I just, I just, I hope no Australian troops are attempting to secure Australian uranium. Um, no, no. And then how do you get it back? To stick it, stick it, in your, stick it in your backpack, mate. Pockets, boys. Pockets, pockets, pockets boys. You smuggle it in. in a yeah, we're going to need some boogie board bags here. <laughs> Why is it glowing? 
Um, um, can I talk about something of an, an, an administrative nature? Uh, yes, you can. Thank Our you. time we got organised. So, so I love a bit of administrative things and stuff like And you know that moment where you hit the button on, you know, print something mm. and you go running around to the printer or whatever to get it off and it's not there and you Is think it? some bastard's it's taken it, whatever. Oh. It happens with e- two out of three dick pics I photocopy. It's true. Two exactly, out of three. that kind of thing. Happened to Joshy Frydenberg's office. Oh. They mm. hit the print button and sent a whole bunch of stuff that was printed out, God knows how, in the ALP office. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Of Joshy's face and a few other things, plus plus some correspondence with the local council about signage going up in the electorates. Now, do you remember that we <sighs> talked about this last Beautiful. time with Zoe, Zoe Daniel yeah. um, taking it to the um, federal court and, that, and, and saying that... You know, if this if this council area allows it, why can't this council area allow it and some, the boundaries and things? And it was basically letters saying, um, no, Joshy, take your signs down. So that, that's gone straight to them and they've, of course, released it all as Fabulous. one would mm. because I, I'd be sticking it up on the front mm. windows. and just Is that a mistake or is that an inside job in, in Joshy's place I think going? It, I, no, I, I think given the multiple copies that were done, it was a mistake. Um, so That's worse. It'd be cool I, if it was an inside job. At least, you know, they tricked me into it. But, like, yeah, we're just stupid. Could, well, a worse it could defense. be a brilliant inside. It could be brilliant as in they've covered, covered their tracks well. But I yeah, do maybe. think it's quite strange. The other thing I've got to mention about International Women's Day was on Sunday there was a group, there's a group of um, prominent uh, Australian women now and this is really interesting because I saw a great photo and they're talking about safety in the workplace and how um, it should be an employer's responsibility to make sure that you are safe in the workplace from sexual harassment, sexual assault. Hmm. A little bit of a is, minor is thing. Is this, I mean, yeah. what are we saying here? I mean, seriously, like... What it has to be said. It has to be said. Oh God! It's yes. I, it I know. Does. I know it does. I'm. I'm just. Yeah. You know, I, I know, but I'm. I'm with you. I'm with you. But it's it's interesting the collection of women and the photo I saw um, and on on their website uh, um, talking about it of of the clothes they were wearing and I thought I've seen you wearing that before. I've seen you wearing that before. And it was a whole bunch of the women that were in the audience at the Grace Tame Brittany Higgins. Um, National Press Club speech. Uh-huh. And so I reckon it was that day that they had, must have had the oh, cool. picks done and everything, get it all sorted out. Um, Lucy Turnbull, Malcolm Lucy, um, Malcolm Lucy. Hughes Turnbull is uh, one of the women as well. And and it's just it's an interesting, again, intergenerational group of women who are uh, Winnie McCarthy, um, solid, solid chicks in there doing good stuff. stuff. And you know what I really like about it is that the people have, have acknowledged that the it, it's all well and good what Brittany Higgins and Grace Tame have done, but it comes at great personal cost and that these other women have come, that particularly the older ones, and I'm talking like the ones in the 60s, 70s, and that are coming around and helping and like just protecting them and looking after them and just taking care of their well-being and things like that because that's what you have to do. The tribe has to look after itself and 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 that's kind of the approach I was taking to International Women's Day this year was just look after the young ones because they've still got a way to go and, um, mm. uh, yeah, 
kind of get out of their way and they're going to do it differently and it's going to be astounding in some cases like some every now and then I go oh my god I can't you know have a bit of tech of the vapors of like oh you said that out loud you know and I surprise myself but it's it's um yeah things change and you just got to move with it and if you can't move the, with it at least the, you can support the women who are which yeah. was the attack of the vapors line what 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 uh what uh oh, no it's just Oh, well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't so much an attack of the vapors. It was more like, "Oh my God, you, God, you've got guts. You went and did something I, I that I thought it, was was too far to push, or a, a little bit. Than in, I would, not, 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 no, not too far to push. It's just I, I, I'm. Well, part of me is kind of glad that a woman could get up and say. But it was like I said, the opening line that Brittany Higgins had at the National Press Club when she stood up and said. I was raped on in in a uh, in a minister's office in Parliament mm. House. Mm. You know, like drop mic, walk off would be enough. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's that whole thing of actually being able to say it, and I think it gives more women voices when that when it does happen. Sorry so to go if, back if, to the International goes, Women's no, Day, it's but important. it's kind of one of those things that percolates around in my mind. And if if it goes well, or if it goes right, then. Maybe very young or just about to be born women now will look back and go, I can't believe you guys had to do that. Yeah. Believe, you know, like, like, you know, what do you mean suffragettes? women couldn't vote? Yeah, so, yeah that's what I'm saying. You know, I can't believe you had to do that. Is that real? Well, really? you that know, the, the, the suffragettes, the, their, their fight, they won. And mm. uh, we've not mm-hmm. retreated from that. Um, no, though, and, and though, looking at America right now, you see a lot of oh uh, stuff. God. We don't need to talk about that now, but my God, uh, as a country, Attempts to retreat itself. Uh, wow! No, that's, I'm, mm. I'm kind of glad we're not doing the other podcast because that's getting harder and oh, harder. It's that it's seriously space. Handmaid's Tale sort of stuff. Like mm. the stuff that they are doing to uh, to women looking for abortions in uh, was it Missouri? Anyway, Texas. And and uh, and then there was legislation against uh, gender affirmation surgery. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Um, it's out of a shitty, weird movie. It's like if if you wrote that into a movie plot, people would go, "Look, that's ridiculous. Don't even bother. Like, well, no one's going to buy that." And then. They actually do it. Uh, let's go. Cool. Let's go because not much more. Uh, oh, no, we've just got some breaking federal, news. Oh, what's a good? Well, it's not good breaking news. Let's watch it, darling. Shane Warne's alive again? No, it's, it's worse, actually. It's like oh. another 52-year-old. Oh. Um, what? No, Kimberly Kitchen's reports are coming in. Kimberly Kitchen, Labor. Oh. Um, yeah, Labor, Ms., uh, uh, Labor Shatter, Senator. Um, is reported to have died at the age of 52. Well, you're safe, Rod. Yeah, but you're not. You've got to be careful. 52 is a shit age in my family, so... Uh, um, You just keep breathing Um, it's going to be okay. Uh, Federal election, as you know, is coming up. Um, I just like this little stat. Um, Are you you, you people that would bet on elections? Hell yeah. Every damn day. Uh, So all the money in the past few days has been Labor. Um, Now at its shortest odds since the last election, so... Coal- oh, that went well. Co- yeah, I know, right? Coalition three dollars ninety five, Labor dollar thirty five. So Ooh. I want it seat by seat again. I repeat, like I did last election, I want it seat by seat because I repeat, I want it seat by seat. It's it's where <laughs> are these seats? I need to see. Oh no, everywhere, everywhere, nowhere, nowhere. Who who knows? Who knows? You know, we ain't no. But the polls are quite. In, look the. the the other thing to look at, if, you, if you're not looking at who's preferred prime minister and things like that, the gap between um, 
is is sort of um, it's hardening that the view that there should be a change. Okay, so those, mm. those numbers are actually um, different, but there's still twenty percent undecided. I don't know who I heard, you are. I heard but stories the other day. Together. I heard a story mm. the other day that um, that people um, within the Labor Party might have requested to the National Film and Sound Archives to get some footage from the Whitlam campaign, in particular, a whole bunch of its time uh, yeah. related footage. Um, uh, who so. knows? Who knows if that might crop up in the why next not? Few Honestly, weeks. why not just fucking say it again? Just I redo mean, it. What the for hell? God's sake. Little Patty's still around. Jesus, she'd do it. Wouldn't that She's be awesome? Tr- I would love that. I would absolutely love that. You know, if you'd asked me to say what's what's one thing you'd never expect would be coming up this episode was Siege says little Patty's still around. <laughs> right. Sorry. Oh, no, I you're allowed. I just don't. I, I, I got her autograph when I was a mature woman um, and I was doing radio production <laughs> and she came in to do an interview and, and I'd done, like I've worked with, you know, worked in theatre, I've worked with lots of famous people, um, had lots and lots of people come on for interviews on radio when I was a radio producer and everything else, but little Patty was coming in and I came in with my, um, uh, you know, long-haired, wompy, bompy, sto- stompy surfer boy album and asked her to autograph it for me and she bl- was look, yeah, delightful. Enough. That's my favourite of her albums too. <laughs> it, it weighs half a kilo. It, that Records back in those days were really that's, heavy. That's a lot of songs. So it had a lot of songs on it. Anyway, All right, the general attitude about something to change, 18 to 34-year-olds are ready to, to have a change, but would you believe that the baby boomers are a little bit stuck? They're That's quite weird. happy. I'm surprised. I'm, I'm really surprised. surprised. I'm surprised um, at that. And um, no, when, they talk, when the poll was done about who, which political party preferred to handle the situation in the Ukraine, much as a muchness, um, was the answer. Which is really and, interesting uh, when, you know, Scott Morrison is hoping this will be a khaki election. Um, that was really that interesting. It, but they're absolutely exactly the same numbers in, in any way that you look at it. Um, and uh, whether Australia should provide um, financial support for weapons was like um, 31% thought strongly believe that that should happen, 27% somewhat supported that it should happen. So that's still a big chunk of people going, yes, yeah, send them guns. But also yeah. by the same token, slightly more people thought that we should be providing refugee and humanitarian support for the conflict. Well, um, we better ignore that one. Yeah, that's that, that's the bit we should we should probably ignore. Um, but don't, anyway, there's probably a general somewhere that'll be able to take. We've got another major general looking after floods now. Yeah, that's cool. What the fuck is that about? All right, you lot. Any more? Any more? Well, I'd like to I'd like to applaud AGL for rejecting Mike Cannonbrook's last offer, which is still ten percent higher than you know. before. Uh, that's well, that's well that's how you do this dance. Oh, I think the dance is over. That's what I'm reading. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Mm. Look, AGL's a di- dinosaur. It's hard to not be a dinosaur sometimes. But they are big and strong until they're dead. That's what dinosaurs were. Big and strong yeah. until they're dead. Till they died and then we drank them or whatever. This we has been Good Day Sausages. Good Day Sausages. Australia's most... Today. Um, most what were we? Uh, yeah, a little bit weird with the soup. Uh, you know, you know, well, look, you know... Times change, we adapt on the fly. This is how it happens. Nimble. Um, nimble. We're in Morrison's Agile We're Australia. Agile. Yeah, ideas boom. Ideas boom. Uh, sure. We'll be back next week, listener, um, etc. cetera. <laughs>